This is episode two of a series entitled Drawing Near, a study of James chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. And in this series, we are looking at what it means to experience intimacy and the cost of this intimacy with, with God. And in the last episode, we examined the jealous yearning of God for his people. We saw how God created this vast universe to reveal himself to us. How he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cruel cross so that all hindrances to fellowship with him could be removed. How he placed his Holy Spirit in those who belong to him to teach them moment by moment how to walk in fellowship with with him. We also saw how he reminded his people, those who loved him, even how he was preparing a place for them so that they could live with him forever. Now, while God has created us for fellowship with him, we've not always experienced that reality. And the believers in James' day had been attracted to other things, and James has to remind them in, in verse four, in chapter four, rather, that to be a friend of this world was to make themselves enemies of God. But he doesn't leave them there. He, he takes the time to teach them over the next few verses how they can once again experience this deeper fellowship with God in their lives. And he offers to them seven suggestions for deeper intimacy with God in verses 7 to 10. And in this episode, we want to take a moment just to examine the first of those suggestions, submission to God. James begins here by challenging believers to submit to God. Listen to the words of James chapter 4 and verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore, to God. Now, the Greek word used for submit is the word hupotasso. It's derived from two separate words, the first being hupo, which literally means to to, uh, under or beneath, and the second word tasso, which means to arrange or to set. Now, when you put these two words together, you get the sense of arranging oneself under someone else. Soldiers, for example, arrange themselves under their military commander. And so to submit in this sense is to surrender to the will and purpose of another person. James is telling us that if we want to know deep fellowship and intimacy with God, then we must begin at this point. We must be willing to surrender to the Lord. We must be willing to arrange ourselves under his authority. We must make it our priority to walk in absolute obedience to him as our Lord and as our master. And a healthy relationship with God begins with an understanding of our roles. He is Lord and nothing can take that away from him. He is our creator, and we are absolutely dependent on him for life and breath. He is our savior, and there's nothing we can do apart from him to, for our own salvation. 
He is our wisdom, and we're called to not to lean upon our own wisdom, but to rely on his wisdom. He is our strength, and only in him can we do all things. He is our shepherd, and only in him can we know no want. There will always be problems when we seek to take his role from him in our lives. And we do this when we lean on our own wisdom instead of his. We do this when we seek to be masters of our own lives and not let him be the master. We do this when we do not trust in his strength and we try in our strength to do what we need to do. We are not God. We are not the Lord and master. We cannot instruct God in what to do. We are not equal with God. We do not have the same rights as God. And this matter must be completely settled in our lives if we are going to experience fellowship with God. God is God. We are his servants. Now, granted, he is a loving God. But he will not relinquish his role to us. We will never be worthy of his position. Our relationship with God will only be hindered if we do not settle this matter with him. There can never be intimacy with God if we are not willing to arrange ourselves under his lordship. If we are not willing to submit to him as our master, as our God, as our Savior, as our Lord. If we are unwilling to accept his role over us and his right over us, we can never know true intimacy with God. Until he is Lord over our lives, we will always be at enmity with him. Notice Here in James chapter 4 and verse 7, the phrase, submit yourselves. There's two points I want to make about this phrase. And the first point we need to make here about this phrase, submit yourselves, relates to what God expects us to submit. James calls us to submit ourselves. That is to say, we're to submit our entire person to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our entire being must be arranged under his authority and his lordship. Now, there's a world of difference between submitting our ministry to the Lord or submitting our possessions to the Lord and submitting ourselves. You see, you can submit aspects of your life to the Lord and still be at enmity with him in other areas. You might surrender your Sunday mornings to the Lord and still live in sin. You you might give the Lord a tenth of all you earn, but he is not Lord over the other 90%. James is, is not telling the believers here that they, they should submit bits and pieces of their lives to the Lord. They are to surrender themselves In other words, their whole being and everything they own and everything they touch is to be arranged under the lordship of Jesus Christ. When you submit yourself to the Lord, every decision you make will be under his authority. When you submit yourself, everything you own and everything you touch 
will be under his authority. When, when you are submitted to the Lord, every action, every thought is held in subjection to him. Are we willing to submit ourselves to him? To submit ourselves is to submit our bodies, our minds, our will, our thoughts, everything we own, everything we touch, everything we think. We must lose ourselves in him. And the promise of God to those who are willing to submit everything and arrange everything under his lordship is that whoever loses his life or her life for his sake, will find it. Now, the second point I want to make about the phrase, submit yourself, relates to who is doing the submission. Now, there are different ways of bringing something into submission. Imagine in Bible times that you were a king who went to war. And as the king of Israel, you are victorious over your enemy. And your enemy now is held in submission to you. And these enemies return with you as, as you return into the city of Jerusalem, but they are returning as unwilling slaves at the point of the sword. And they live each and every day with a bitter spirit towards you as their conqueror. What James speaks of here when he talks about submitting ourselves, is not he's not speaking about a forced surrender. You see, when we submit ourselves, those who do so, do so willingly. They do so with a cheerful heart. They know that he yearns jealously for them. They surrender. They understand, rather, his compassion and, and tender life. They uh, uh, love. They, they trust him and, and his purpose for their lives. They are willing to surrender everything to him because they know that he will always have their interest at heart. And the Spirit of God has so softened their hearts towards God that they are willing to surrender joyously to Him. Now, what does a submission look like in real life? Well, the submission that we speak about here is a lifelong process. This process of submission is something that the Lord continues to, to teach me uh, day after day. And, and it's all too easy for us to have our ideas of how our ministries should look and what we want to do for the Lord. And, and, and we set our goals and we push hard to make things happen for the Lord. It, but in my lifetime... I've seen people push to keep a church open that God wanted to close. I've seen missionaries on the field that God was calling home. I've seen people at home that God was calling to the mission fields of this world. I think of Philip the Evangelist working there in Samaria. And people were coming to know the Lord and miracles were taking place and God was working in powerful ways. 
And in the midst of all this joyous, tremendous blessing, the Lord speaks to Philip and he says, Philip, I want you to leave this great revival that is taking place here in Samaria. And I want you to go to the desert to meet with a single Ethiopian official. And Philip left everything in submission to the will and purpose of God, left the, the success, left the blessings, left it all to go into the barren desert in obedience to God. And to the best of our knowledge, Philip would never again return to this successful ministry. He would live out the rest of his life in isolation and very little is, is left, is said about Philip for the rest of his life. But Philip was obedient. Philip was willing to submit to God. May his will be done. That was Philip's heart. Whether it be in the midst of great success and blessing or whether it be in isolation, hidden away, in, an, in, a, in relative obscurity, Philip was willing to follow. His heart was for God's will to be done, not for his own success, not for his own glory, but for the will of God in everything. Now let me conclude with the words of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. This is what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now this is a favorite passage to quote but not so easy to live in real life. You see, the Lord tells us here that we are not to lean on our own understanding. Now, the older I get, the more I, and, and the more experience I gain, the more I distrust myself and my experience and my wisdom. See, I've seen God work in ways that I could never have imagined, nor could my wisdom ever have uh, uh, grasped what God could do in a situation like this. I've seen wisdom that is far superior to mine. Will I stoop to human wisdom and, and to my experience when the very wisdom of God is available to me? See, will I trust my way when God's way surpasses mine in leaps and bounds? Why is it so hard for us to submit to God? You see, God yearns so jealously for us, and, and, and he is the God of infinite wisdom and strength who has our interests at heart. Why should I trust myself? Why should I trust my own reason? Why should I trust my own strength when something of infinitely greater value is available to me? James tells us, that if we want to know true fellowship with God, we, we must recognize God. We must submit to him, to his wisdom, to his strength, to his insight. Everything we have must be surrendered to him. I must recognize that I am not God. He is God. I must accept his lordship and arrange everything I have under him as my Lord. 
And I don't do so as a conquered enemy at the point of the sword, but I do so in loving submission, devoted service to him out of love for him. We submit ourselves and, and arrange ourselves day after day under his leadership and under his lordship. As I rise in the morning, I submit myself afresh to him, to the activities that he has for me, to the plans that he has for me. His will in all things, in that day and throughout my life, this is my greatest passion and desire. You see, if I want to know true fellowship with God, I must settle this matter once and for all in my heart. He must be Lord of my decisions. He must be Lord of my life. He must be Lord of my possessions and everything I touch. I have to resolve this matter in my heart that His will be done in, in everything in my life here on earth as it is in heaven. We must take every thought captive to Him. We we must surrender every sinful action to him. Every decision must be in line with him and his purpose. James calls us to submit ourselves to God. Everything under him, accepting that his role is Lord of my life, that he has a right to everything I own, to every decision I make. This, according to James, is the first step toward intimacy with God. He must be Lord of all. And if he is not Lord of all, then I will always have things in my life that are at enmity with him and hindrances to true fellowship and true intimacy with him. May God give to us today the ability and the grace to arrange ourselves and to submit ourselves in every way to him. For apart from this submission, there can be no true fellowship with God.